Al. Yeah. I've got some breaking news for you. Oh. FMV is back, baby. Yay. The greatest genre of video games <laughs> <laughs> is back at it again. And you're probably thinking, man, yeah, FMV games. There's a lot of Western FMV games, right? That's not what we're talking about today. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We're talking about Japanese FMV game. Because we're only talking about one. <laughs> yep. Game. Game. I mean, we got a taste of it back when we did the Seven Scarlet uh, episode. Because there was right, like yeah. the intro that was FMV, but they only that. did the intro. But now we have a full game. It's true. That's what we're talking about here this week on the Season Lamer Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Lady Um. Hello. This is episode 186. Jeez. We got ourselves an FMV game to talk we, about. We do. We also have another FMV game to talk about at some point as well that we just got to play through. Oh? Uh, 428, should we just scramble? Oh, yes, it is. an FMV game. Yeah, we just do. It's an FMV visual novel. Yeah, I mean... This is pretty much, pretty much an FMV visual novel. Um, I cannot remember, but sometime this year or late last year. Um, well, I guess for clarification, this is the first game from Tokyo Games, mm -hmm. the development studio headed up by Kazutaka Kodaka and Kotaro Uchikoshi. Mm-hmm. The uh, the heads of Danganronpa and Zero Escape, respectively. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first new game from uh, Kodaka, which obviously we were big fans of Danganronpa V3. <laughs> so that was a little worrisome. But then it was like, hey, Kodaka's making a new game and it's full motion video. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, I'm all the way cool. in. It sounded real cool. <laughs> Just immediately. I'm like, yes, please let me see this. I want to play this immediately. Give it to me. Give it to me. Which honestly with V3, it was probably a situation of they're like, hey, you have to make another one. He's like, oh, I don't want to make another one. Here, let me just make it suck as much as possible. <laughs> so that's the case. So you'll let me go and I can do an FMV <laughs> game. Yeah. Like that. that's what I want to be the case, honestly. I also want that to be the case. <laughs> Uh, uh, they also have a couple other games in development right now. Uh, Death March Club, which I think is the one that is tied with both Uchikoshi and Kodaka. Mm -hmm. And there's also a game called Tribe 9, which I'm not exactly sure what that is. They're also working on an anime. Whoa. In collaboration with Studio Perot. So that's interesting. Anyways, Kodaka made a FMV game. Did. And we played it. We played it because it just like, it came out. <laughs> it was a stealth release. I don't remember if I was just like was avoiding hearing release date information or I just assumed it would just be in Japanese. It would come out in Japanese first and then we'd get it later. That was what I would assume. But yeah, like I was just perusing through the Switch store and I was like, wait, I know what this game is. This is the FMV Kodaka game. Why is it out? Oh, it's just out, out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it came out to Switch and phones. On June 25th, 2020. 
And then it's also coming to PS4 and PC later on this year. And we played it on Switch. We played it on Switch. Um, I remember that I was getting chicken nuggets, that I was picking up chicken nuggets. And you're like, hey, this game came out. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, excuse me, this game came out? What the heck? Uh, I will say the Switch version is a little funky, as I kind of assumed it would be. Because this is a game just mostly video. Like, there is some weird, like, uh, frame rate issues if you kind of, like, when, the, like, a video first starts at sometimes, So it gets a little hitchy, but then, like, kind of smooths out. Um, but again, like, I, I'm i not surprised Yeah, and it's that. not that big of a deal. It's not terrible, but it's, like, it's not going to be a super smooth experience. Which I'm assuming, like, the PS4 and the PC version probably will be. Yeah. Uh, I have not touched the phone version because I initially thought, hey, this is $16. Maybe it'll be cheaper on the phones. It's not. It's the same price. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'd pay $16 to play it on my phone instead of the Switch. Like, like I'll just pick this up on the Switch and play it on my television. If given the choice, I want the FMV in all its glory on my massive TV mm -hmm. rather than on my phone. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, this is the uh, this is written and directed by Kazutaka Kodaka. Um Music composed by Masafumi Takada, who is also the composer for Danganronpa for Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Um, a lot of his music in this, though, is like very different from those games in particular. Like, it's not if you're looking for that style, like that's not really what shows up here. Yeah, that's not what you're gonna get. Which is cool. Like, I'm glad. Like, it's not just like, hey, this dude has one style and that's it. Yeah. Like, there's like maybe one song that like flirts with it, but everything else is pretty like it's pretty different, mm -hmm. which is pretty fun. Um, so yeah, this is an FMV game. It is. Full motion video. There is actors in it. It's very, like, the acting in this is very much, like, B-movie-esque. It's supposed to be. Like, they're yeah. obviously, like, that was how they were directed to mm -hmm. be, act, like, to act the scenes out. But yeah, it is very B-movie in terms of, like, the acting and the action and even, like, props and some plot beats. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but like it, it's all like it works as a whole. I think um, it's definitely something you look at and are like, man, I bet that was a fun shoot. And especially specifically because like they give you the the best part about this is like because it's an FMV game, they give you a lot of like behind the scenes and like B roll mm -hmm. of them just shooting this game, which is yeah. great. Yeah, it's awesome. I wish they had translated it, but I understand why they didn't. Yeah, but a lot of like the dialogue or like the talking in it is just like either dialogue that's already in the game or it's just like conversational stuff that probably would not be easily picked up on their microphones so mm -hmm. but yeah i the, get why the behind the scenes stuff was really cool to watch i was really excited mm -hmm. when i unlocked that and it, it like it makes that shoot look real fun it looked real fun like i i would have had a blast working on this honestly totally uh so here are the uh the actors involved in this at least the primary ones uh, Kanata Hongo plays Makoto Karaki. He was in the Hyoka live action film. <laughs> this is Jun uh, Sekia. Which, um, when I was telling you that, I was like, yeah, he's the guy who walked into the camera in Hyoka live action. Because <laughs> that's what I remember him doing. Like, I remember his face and I remember him just walking straight into the camera. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, he also played uh, Ryota Mitarai in Danganronpa 3. And then was also Makoto Naegi in the Danganronpa stage play. Perfect. All all interesting interesting roles. No kidding. 
Which obviously, like, that makes sense. Like, oh, Kodaka would know this dude. Yeah. So that's how he gets in. Um, Chucky Kiriyama plays Akane Sachimura, who is very well known. She was in a film called Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. And is also Goku Yubari in Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Just like, what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, one or two people might recognize her. She was also in the f- weird Yakuza Dead Souls game. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Wow. That's her first video game credit. Oh my god. Wow, I didn't realize that. Uh, when Morisaki plays Nozomu Kuji, uh, he has the unfortunate factor of being in Ready Player One. Blech. Poor dude. Poor, poor dude. Uh, I thought there was something else in here. He's also in a boy band. Because of, of course. What? Yeah, he's in a J-pop band. Oh my god. Uh, and then he's also been like in Common Rider, so done some Sentai stuff. And then a bunch of other television and film stuff. That I don't know, so I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> uh, that's basically the main cast. Also, there is a concierge who is played by Yuki Kaji, a.k.a. one of the biggest voice actors in anime in Japan. <laughs> Which is a very surprising get. Yep. Like I saw and he his, plays like, a very I, minor role. Very minor role. Like I, I forgot what he looked like, so like when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, wait, is that the same dude? And then I was like, oh, God, it is. <laughs> That's a weird, it's a weird get, just for a very minor role. <laughs> very peculiar. Kodaka gonna Kodaka. Yep. <laughs> uh, but this is a uh, FMV game, as we mentioned. There's like uh, various choices you'll go through throughout the the entirety of the game that kind of like may get you down the main path and everything, and also see you, you get through weird death sequences and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this game revolves around the idea of like death loops. Yep. Where you'll die and then come back to life and you have to kind of redo everything and figure out exactly what's, what exactly is going on. Uh, essentially, the the gist of the game opens up with you, you're playing as Makoto Karaki. He wakes up in a hotel room. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who he is, essentially. Um, he's lost all of his memories. He turns on the television, finds out he's a serial killer. Yep. <laughs> he's like, uh, excuse me? He's, did you mention that he's woken up by the phone call? With the oh, he's concierge? woken up by a phone call by the concierge. She's like, if you, if you need no. anything, come to the front desk. Yeah. He's like, okay. Uh, he finds a woman in his bathtub. Yep. And is very confused. Also, cannot he can't leave his hotel room via like windows or anything. They're all locked shut. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very confusing. And then immediately a cop shows up. Complaining about noise in his room. Yes, he's like, oh, there was a noise complaint. Wink, wink. Also, it should be noted, this is full of spoilers. Oh, yeah, it's an FMV game. Which they also do the the funny thing of, like, immediately as you boot up the game, they're like, hey, don't stream this or talk about it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that. I mean, they had the main actor who's just Whoops. like, yeah, please don't do this. Which, I think, that's the thing that, like, Atlas has been doing for years now. Yeah. Like, it's a kind of a becoming more of a thing for Japanese audiences mm-hmm. for Japanese games in general of being like, Hey, don't put a, put this story based game out there all the way. 
that would be rude. But, like, that's going to happen. That's just the nature of video games in 2020. Right. It's, it's a weird mindset to, like, try and prevent, but, like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to fully prevent it. Um, like I mentioned to you, like, it, it feels kind of like the it's like a weird backwards kind of thing where, like, Japan's trying to get ahead of something, but they're not going to. It's like mm. the same way that, like, Square thought that if internet sites published screenshots of their games the entire game would leak on the internet yeah weird anyways yes there's gonna be full spoilers for this because this is also this is not a long game it's not a long game it it's took like, me like three and a half hours maybe at most like if that at most yeah because i i did everything yeah i think an initial an initial playthrough would be like an hour and a half to two hours yeah it's, it doesn't take very long but it's an it's an fmv game so yeah kind of what you would expect um so yeah the cop shows up noise complaint goes through the room uh makoto is kind of just confused the entire time and then he sees on the tv a, a thing about the serial killer and then looks back at makoto and is like oh that's you mm-hmm. i'm gonna pull my gun on you i was <laughs> <laughs> <Makoto's> like oh <laughs> uh eventually he gets shot and dies and that's, that's the end of the game <gasps> yep it's over problem solved um I like that the basically like you died section has like all languages of it. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty cool touch. Yeah. Uh, but eventually you, you just basically you continue on and you wake up in the bed again. You redo the entire sequence of getting the phone call, TV getting on, all that sort of stuff. But you have memories of like what just happened. Mm-hmm. And then you, you start to see like uh, the amount of times you've basically looped. Uh, is represented by these ladybugs. Yep, and different colors. That are multicolored, yeah. So, like, you'll see them, like, constantly show up anytime, like, you have to do a loop. You're like, oh, here's three, here's four, here's five, so on and so forth. Uh, eventually, you learn to, like, hide in the closet when the cop shows up. Turn off the breaks, TV. Turn off the TV, breaks down the door, like... He finds the woman in the bathtub, tries to get her out, but then you can attack the cop and basically take the woman. Yeah. You find like a key card on her and you go to her room and you're like, I got to figure out who this person is because I don't know who it is and I don't know who I am. I'm very confused. (laughs) Uh, Eventually you go to her room and you learn that she is a police detective by the name of Akane Sachimura. She also wakes up when you're doing this and is like, ah, (laughs) what are you doing? You're like, please untie me. Uh. So she knows who you are. Yes. As the serial killer, because she is, she basically came to the hotel to try and capture you. Meanwhile, you're still just like, I don't know anything. What's going on? I'm very confused. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. She uh, she asked you to untie her, which you get the option to untie her or not. If you don't untie her, she'll basically be like, I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> and you're just gonna sit there, and then a, a lady's gonna knock on the door and be like, I saw a ghost. I'm so scared. Please I'm help so me. Scared. And then she she's gonna recognize you. Yeah, she's she's a psychopath. <laughs> she is a crazed fan of the serial killer. Of the serial killer, and she's like, "Oh, you gonna kill this lady?" And you're like, "Uh, no, not not going to do that." And you're like, "Oh, you're gonna do it? Do you need the motivation? I'll do it. I can do it." It's like, <laughs> can you do it and me watch? It's like, no. And she's like, well, we're going to do it. Bam, knee you in the gut. 
Uh, she then goes over to Kane and literally just snaps her neck. Yep. And then goes over to you, mounts you, and then just beats you to death. Yep. Which is very funny because you could easily tell that the punches were incredibly staged. Yes, you you definitely could. And even watching the behind the scenes was hilarious. I was like, yeah, that's basically how they did that. Yep. I mean, they looked like super weak. It was great. It was awesome. So that that becomes a bad end for you. Yep. But if Uh, you do untie her. She just ties you up. Yep. <laughs> She's like, you idiot. Why did you think I wouldn't do this? And then one of her co-workers shows up mm-hmm. for backup. So she, tie- she ties you up and she calls for backup me like, hey, I got the serial killer. Can you send backup? Uh, one of her colleagues shows up, Nozomu Kuji. And he basically bu- busts through the door and is like, oh, you that- that's him. You got him. Hey, where's your cell phone? Where's your cell phone? And it's important like, evidence. I don't, I don't know that I have it. And she's like, why do you need the cell phone? And like you said, he's like, oh, it's very important evidence. Clearly need it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go he, search his room for it. I'm going to go search his room for it. And he leaves. And then you're both kind of like, they're confused. Mm-hmm. And then everything gets very digitized and a spooky man shows up. And, and everything turns blue. S- stabs you to death, excuse me. Spooky man. Yeah, he's super spooky. But everything turns blue and like digi- when he mm-hmm. shows up. So you're dead very again. Very weird. You're very dead again. You have to wake up in your in your your third loop by this point. Turn off the TV. Search for the find phone. Find the phone. Find the phone. You find a message on it talking about like someone's going to come meet you at 8 o'clock. And about wants the, the girl. girl there. About the girl there, yeah. And you're like, oh, is this the girl? So you essentially sneak out again. You go through the hallways and the, the spooky man shows up. Um... Akane wakes up at this point, and Makoto's like, hey, we gotta go. This guy's gonna f- come kill us if we don't go. We need to go now. And she's like, okay, I guess we're going. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you go down an elevator, you run to the front desk, you talk to the concierge, and you're like, hey, where can we go hide? And he's like, there is a storage room right back here. here. You will be fine. Uh, you're able to go to that and kind of get the spooky man off your tail. Uh, have some have some chats while you chat. realize that it's hot and take off your jacket. Yes. Uh, also, when you over the course of you looping, Makado has been getting these memories back, and mm-hmm. it's memories of him and Akane, mm-hmm. of like meeting up, of having an intimate moment by like the mountains. They smooch, put their hands together, and he's like, "I don't understand why this is a thing. How does she not know me? If this is the memories I have, I'm very confused." Also, I should clarify when I say they put their hands together. I mean they like. Are kind of holding. They're kind of holding yes. hands. <laughs> they don't just like. All right. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's like, I don't understand what's going on. I she mm-hmm. should know me, but I don't know her, and she doesn't know me, and I don't know what's going on. But I remember this. Uh, so you have the option here to like tell her about these memories, or you can kind of keep quiet and kind of infer some things. Mm-hmm. Which basically everything kind of just like leads to the same point, but like if you tell her about the memory, she's very confused and like I what I don't know who you are, but if you kind of infer things, she kind of like talks about yeah I also have this memory of being uh, next to a mountain with, with the person I, I love, about. yeah. And she says that it was a coworker, mm-hmm. and, and he's like oh uh, you mean it was a cop? And he's like what do you mean I never told you I'm a cop? What do you, how'd you know that? <laughs> He's like, oh, I just, I, just, I kind of knew. I, just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a thing. Ah. Anyways. 
Uh, after that, you have to like figure out what are you going to do after that. If you want to stay hiding or you want to show uh, her your cell phone. One thing I want to say that was funny is um, the first time I was like, I want to talk about the memories. And mm. one of the things that he says is like, so does he look like me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's my dude. <laughs> That's not how you do this. Does he look like me by chance? <laughs> wink. Wink, wink. Am I the dude? Uh, so the best thing about this choice is if you pick keep hiding, you just kind of stay there <laughs> and a janitor shows up with, with a some white, white powder on his nose. And they're like, he's like, hey, do you got you guys got the stuff? You guys, the newbies, you got the stuff for me? Like, what are you talking about? Wait, are you are you that news anchor? Yeah, because there's are you the guy on the TV, <laughs> the newscast the whole time. Yes. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not me. That's not me. That's not me. He's like, like awkwardly no, that's, rubbing his that's, nose. That, that's you. Time. He's like. That's nope, not, not me. It's not, not me. me. Not me. And they're like, "What do you mean we got the stuff for you? Like, is this about drugs?" And he's like, "No." She's like, "You what know you I'm mean? a cop, right?" And he's like, "What do you mean? I'm a detective. What do you mean by you're a detective? <laughs> it means I'm a detective. What do you mean you're a detective and you're that good looking?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh crap, I gotta run!" And like pushes a cart towards them. And it pushes it pushes into Bakudo, and he like falls backward and hits his head and dies. Yep, that's that's a death. <laughs> While the newsman gets gets captured, and like the news reporter's like, he was found he was found arrested at the hotel under suspicions of drugs and allegations of murder. <laughs> like I just the idea that like this this newscaster is like coming into a hotel dressed as a janitor because he's a coke fiend. Yep. And trying was- to buy coke in the like. Downstairs, yeah. <laughs> oh man, God, it was so funny. That one was a really funny ending. It's real goofy. Like I feel like that's almost just like a play on the fact that like drug scandals in J- Japanese media are like prevalent and like so will like kill careers. Because mm-hmm. like that was the thing with um, Judgment was that they had to. That game came out, one of the actors that was in that game got busted for doing coke or something, and they immediately had to, like, recall the game, replace that dude with a different actor, and that was another reason why, like, that game got delayed in, for U.S. last year. Wow. Which is, like, it's it's a weird, obviously, cultural stigma thing, it's very, yeah. very different to how it is over here, where, like, f- you could you could do a line of coke off of a stripper's ass and you would be fine. But if you did that over in Japan... You're done. It's over. You're done, skis. May as well murdered a man. Basically. <laughs> Anyways, that was a weird. <laughs> it was real weird. It was funny. funny. Like I was like, here's the newscast, and the TV shuts off. It's like you're dead. <laughs> yep. It it was it was a really good piece of like comedic comedic relief, even though you died. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Otherwise, you're supposed to say like, hey. Look at my phone. This says to meet up at 8 p.m. Maybe we should go to my room at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. So you basically leave eventually, and then you go to that. Uh, Akane is like, hey, where should we go? Like, what's your room number? And you have to tell you tell her your room number or her room number. If you tell her her room number, she's like, that's my room number. You what idiot. are you talking about? And you're like, oh, this is my room number. Uh, you go there. You have her hide out in the closet while you wait around. She mentions then... that she wished she had gone to her room beforehand to get her gun. Yes. And she's also like, whatever you do, be very accommodating to this person. 
get as like, much information as you can. Get as much information as you can, but like don't be weird. <laughs> uh, eight o'clock rolls around, and the person that shows up is Nozomu Kuji. And he has a gun to your head. He has a gun. He's like holding a gun to you, and you're like, uh, and he's like, mm. JK. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. Oh, you lose it to the the look on your face. Oh, you look like a fool. Oh, do you have what we're talking about? Do you want to let's, let's do our business here? And you're like, what are you talking about? Can you refresh me on our business deal? I forgot. <laughs> it's very confusing. He's like, well, you're going to bring me the girl. I'm going to provide you with some fake identification so you can leave the country. And he's like, well, why are you doing this? And Kuji's like, ah, just, you know, I want her to have a change of heart. Would you go get her for me? Go get her for me. So you go get her and then you bring her back. He's like, oh, yeah, there she is. She wakes up and like tries to grab her, grab his gun, but like it doesn't go well and basically you just get shot. Yep. You get shot and then like he holds a gun to her and then they start glitching out because she mentions like, are you doing this because I was investigating you? And then they, they glitch out mm-hmm. and then the spooky man comes and just like beats her head in, even mm-hmm. though they're glitched. And then you die. <laughs> when was the chainsaw one? That's when they're in the hallway. Okay. Because that one was hilarious. He's got a chainsaw. Other than his weird bat he also holds around. Yeah. He, ring, he kills ring. you with a different tool in every single one. Mm-hmm. It's great. He's He's got like a Swiss Army knife of murder weapons. It's true. Uh, so this is another loop. You wake mm-hmm. back up again. Uh, you remember having a memory of someone telling you, if you're ever in trouble, go talk to the concierge. Mm-hmm. And you're like... All right. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is go talk to the concierge. Yep. The phone. That's what he says when you wake up is like, mm-hmm. hey, if you ever need anything. Come to the front desk. Yep. He's like, I will do that. So you go downstairs to talk to the concierge and you're like, hey, what's going on with this hotel? <laughs> do you know everything about this hotel? And, he, and the concierge is like, yes, I am very aware of what this hotel is. Would you like to me to tell you about it? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, all right. You're in virtual reality. This is not real. This is not reality. This is not the real world. And you're like, uh, excuse me? I'm like, yes, let me show you. Here's the, here, let me do this cool virtual reality stuff. And you're like, okay, I guess that's virtual reality. <laughs> that's why so you you're, So you're in a machine called Come True, which is supposed to, like, intent, initially be designed to, like, help with, like, mental illnesses or, like, get deep into someone's brain because you can, like, literally dive into their memories, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's currently being used by the police for investigations while, like, like the machines and, like, beta testing and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where you find yourself right now um, because, you like, you insert it into your brain and then you insert it into, like, another person's brain. And also, you can do it while a person's dead. Yeah. A key factor. Uh, you also learn all while this is happening that, like, you're confined to the hotel because that's how the virtual reality works. Also, someone's hacking into the virtual reality. Mm-hmm. They don't know who it is yet, but it is messing things up in a way. It's becoming seen very by, like, unstable. It's becoming very unstable, and like you need to leave as soon as possible. You have to figure out why you're here and get out ASAP. That's why you have amnesia, because they deleted your memories and all that. Um, also, like at the end of this conversation like the concierge starts very glitching out heavily mm-hmm. as soon as he starts talking about like this is being hacked and everything so there's also the 
really great part that I was like, oh man, clever where um, he's like, well, how do I leave? And he's like, you already know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. It keeps saying like, continue or end, you end it. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's really clever. It is. I even tried to end it early on to see if I'd get a different ending. Yeah, same. But it's just like, hey, we'll just delete your data. Yeah, I was like, dang. You want to start over? Uh, but he also tells Makado that, like, you are the investigator. You mm -hmm. have different, uh, like, abilities here. Like, this is all designed for you. So, like, some things are not going to affect you in the way that they will affect others. Mm -hmm. Another key aspect. Glitchy, 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 glitchy. Glitchy, 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 glitchy. So yeah, he's like, hey, you should probably leave as soon as you can. Or else things are going to go bad if you stay here and the hacking continues. All that sort of stuff. Hello, I'm famous. <laughs> yes, hello, I'm famous. <laughs> so eventually you kind of do another loop where you you confront uh, Nozomu again. And this time you try and act more like the real Makoto where you're like very calm and stoic. Yeah, because he, he had claimed, like, oh, I knew that something was up because you talked too much. Yeah, you were too chatty. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're just, I'm not going to talk this time. And, he's, and, like, the Zomu is like, oh, you just know how to communicate. Oh, so weird. And she also had gone back to get her gun. Yes, you go back to get her gun. So, like, she's armed and you have an advantage this time. So, eventually, everything kind of plays out the same. She's able to get the jump on him, but also she has a gun this time, so... They're able to kind of hold him up and figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, prior to this as well, you learn more about the Makoto uh, Kariki murders, where he would go up to random women and, like, strangle them. So they would have a mark on their neck. But also, these women would, like, claw at their necks to they try and... They would fight back. They would fight back, and that's why they'd have marks on their necks like this. Uh, we learn, I think, around the time when you learn about this is a virtual reality, that Akane is dead. She, she is dead in the real world. She had a mark on her neck similar to the the, the Karakin murders, but it was just a clean mark. She didn't have any, like, fighting back uh, marks on her or anything so like she that. she was, like, asleep or she mm -hmm. was, like, drug-induced or something like that. And they make they make mention that, like, the Karakin murders are, like, very just, like, off the cuff. Mm -hmm. They just happen. They're not, uh, um, they're not done with intent. They're not done with intent. They're not, they're not done with, like, um... Crimes premeditation of type things they're not like oh i'm going to plan this out and go do this it's like oh that's a girl murder it's not like i'm just going to do this very clean and quiet and all that sort of stuff yeah um so you confront nozomu about what's going on and eventually you learn that like he had become a dirty cop he was taking money from various criminal organizations and basically trying to like argue that, like oh this is how we got to do things and with police work now because you can't get things done the the old-fashioned way oh god things have changed yes uh and like he's like oh how do you know how i knew makoto karaki was going to be here because i bought it with money and i need i need those funds to get information and they're like no you're a dirty cop <laughs> <laughs> and they also try to infer they're like oh you're the one that killed akane mm-hmm He's like, oh, what are you talking about? She's right there. She's alive. Why are you talking about like she's dead? And like he keeps talking like that. Um, eventually, she Akane's at one like, point even hints that like the data I have on him is hidden somewhere. He'll he'll never find it. It's somewhere very special. It's to somewhere me. very special to me. And she also is like, yeah, he's talking very weird right now. But like, 
he's also very much acting like him. Yeah. There's also like, so before this goes down, there's another, I think this is when you come back from the concierge, you find Akane dead again. And you have to like shoot yourself or not shoot yourself. Yes. If you don't shoot yourself, a doctor just shows up and injects you with something and puts you in a hospital bed. And says, "Oh, you're just making all this up. You have a you have a huge mental illness mm-hmm. that's causing you to have delusions of grandeur and all this sort of stuff." That was wild. That was weird. And it's called like swallowed by bugs. Mm-hmm. And then if you shoot yourself, you just loop again. Yeah. And which, basically, you come back to here. I mean, knowing that it's virtual reality and everything, swallowed by bugs is really funny. Mm-hmm. And there's like four swallowed by bugs endings. Yeah, it's like anything anything you basically kind of do that like you repeat a death that would cause you a death is like a swallowed by bugs thing. So it's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you eventually confront Nozomu about all this. He basically tries to deny it and all this. Doesn't say he killed Akane or anything. But eventually... Um, you have a choice of like intervening between them, to, the two of them, because they get real close to each other, or just like letting things play out. If you let things play out, he'll just take her gun, shoot you, and then shoot her. Yep. Dead. And if you intervene, you um, get distance from them. Like you, you get, get distance them apart. from them. He tries to pull a gun. She shoots it out of his hand, and he falls over. But then he transforms into the spooky man. Spooky. And then he comes and like chokes both of you, um, and then throws you to the ground. Somehow, this is enough to basically make your memories come back. Yeah. <laughs> so you learn that you're like a rookie investigator on the f- police force. You became close with Akane. You started dating outside of the job and everything. And like that's how you had these memories of the two of them together. Mm-hmm. She also lo- like figures out like who you are at the same time. Yep. But also is like aware like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Um. So... The hacker's like, oh, what a joyous reunion and all this sort of stuff. Is it, wouldn't that be nice to just kind of overlook this crime and everything? You could stay in this virtual reality and have your own little paradise. Be happy with each other. And then you'll never see me again. Uh, that essentially becomes the final choice, choice. you get to make. You get to decide like, whether you're going to stay in the virtual reality or go back to the real world. Which is basically like, hey, if you pick this, this is locked in. You don't get to go back. Yeah, that was interesting that it's like, this is your final choice. You don't get to redo this. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. So if you stay in the virtual world, it's kind of the, the it's almost the de facto happy ending. Yeah. Where like you get to stay with, with uh, Akane. She's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm happy you stayed here, but also I'm dead. And I kind of forced you in the situation. And he's like, oh, I chose this of my own volition. Uh, the hacker, who's also Nozomu, it tells him before he leaves, like, hey, don't gonna, leave this hotel. Yeah, I'm going to make things okay for you so it won't be all glitchy and everything, but, like, you can't leave the hotel. Like, the the, the simulation is not built to withstand that. So you've got to stay here. And then, like, as soon as he leaves, they're like, oh, man, it's going to suck to be in this hotel. We should leave. Yeah, they're like, this is kind of like a prison. We should we should go. Mm-hmm. And so they go to their mountain area, and then she starts glitchy. They, everything starts glitching, but he's okay. Yes. Because he's the investigator. Mm-hmm. Things aren't going to affect him in the same way. Right. Which I knew like exactly. I thought like that's how they would do this. And I was like, oh, it's A plus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they get to go to their ho- their mountain and be happy, but it's all messed up. Yep. And everything. Uh, if you choose to leave the virtual world and go back to reality, you eventually wake back up 
you, you basically know have knowledge of what's happened you follow you basically take that knowledge or that, that clue that akane gives you of like where the evidence is and you go, go to, to the, the mountain ma- you go to the mountain you look under the table where you guys like had that intimate moment that moment there, there is a key under there you take that key you go back to the place where you first met up with her and like like on the, on their first date there is a locker there that you open up it has a file in it that basically has like all the the information and numbers all the dirt about his corruption and everything and then you take that and leave yep and then he gets and then Nozomu gets arrested for his involvement in Akane's murder and also for being crooked for being crooked and also kind of having to deal having something to do with the uh, the Karaki murders as well mm-hmm. and that's that it's a short story obviously like like we said but like it's a fun good short story and also I think we talked about this when we were playing it like man Kodaka really loved chapter 6 of Danganronpa 2 yep yep because that was yeah. essentially kind of just that when I was first playing it I was like wow that's a very similar story beat mm-hmm. and I texted you about it but uh I mean it, it was still well done and yeah. there were enough differences. I'm like, all right, you're not, you're not it's doing not the, the same exact, exact thing, same but thing, but it's a similar theme and kind of idea behind it. Definitely, of definitely. Like you're, you're in this virtual world that you're not, you're not experiencing what's actually happening. Yeah. Which is like cool. Like I love Chapter Six of Danganronpa too. So yep, same. I'm like way into it. So yeah, it was rad and. I, I really enjoyed playing the game, and I guess for clarification, I picked the real world choice for the end um, as yeah. my first choice, because mm-hmm. um, that made the most sense to me. When you were so you made made mention of like when you were going back through and getting like the uh, the opposite endings mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you said like, oh, I found so- I I picked up on something that I didn't I didn't realize the first time. Why he was so insistent on finding the phone? That's exactly what I picked up on as well when I was going through it again. Because he was like, very, very adamant that he mm-hmm. finds that phone. And then I was, and like, I was like, oh, oh he's going to go find it to delete that message so he gets yes. rid of his incriminating evidence. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, that's why. It's right there the whole time. Ah! It was great. I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love when games do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing you totally would not pick up on. No, because you would agree the with him. You're like, through. right, your phone is evidence. That makes sense. Yeah, of course you would go find that. Yeah. Like, it's weird that that's the first thing you're going for, but, like, yeah, the phone would be probably have evidence on it. You should probably find that and look for it. Yeah. Um, there was part of me that was going towards the end that, like, the twist was going to be that, like, Akane was the mastermind behind everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, it's the super twist. <laughs> but that's not exactly how it came to be, so. Yeah. I had a feeling it was him because it couldn't have been the cop, like the cop who is in the beginning. Yeah, he just he's non-existent. A bit character, and yeah. the newscaster I didn't even know about the first time I played it. Same. Um, and then the concierge, like he he was just too forthcoming about everything. Like he he's, he helps you too much to be the actual like mastermind behind this. Yeah. So that leaves two people. Akane and Nozumu. Yes. So there you go. Yep. But yeah, him, him insisting on fighting the phone. I was like, oh man, you, mm-hmm. you butthead. Absolute butthead. It's real good. It's, like, real it's a real really good. good, like just, like I said, 
throwaway line that you wouldn't or throwaway kind of mention that you wouldn't pick up on the first time through once you go back through you're like oh yeah Mm -hmm. so also do you think the hacker is nozomu yeah the spooky man but it's it almost feels like every time that he kills you it's because you've gotten off the beaten path of the investigation and you have and he's he's forcing you to loop back in to to restart hmm like, in a weird way, he's helping you. Yeah. But it wouldn't make sense because he's obviously the main antagonist. He's the person trying to get in there and, like, mess everything up for you. But also, if you, you could think of it as, like, he is forcing his way to help you to learn everything to understand what's happening just so he can set up that, that, that choice at the end of be like, maybe they'll pick the virtual reality world. Yeah. Because if I think everything was straightforward, you would learn what happened immediately. Mm-hmm. So he makes it a little bit harder, but it makes it more emotional to have that reunion and everything. And like, as soon as you're having this very emotional moment, springs this idea of like, oh, what if you guys just stay together this whole time? Like, they're probably going to have more of a a thought of like, we should take the we should take this instead of having the logical idea of being like, oh no, of course we wouldn't do this if you're just like if you were doing things straightforward. Well, and one thing that I I was thinking about, and I could be totally off on this, um, I don't specifically remember, but they both get their memories back after he physically touches them with his hands when he's choking them. Correct. Before they them with items. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was him like making them remember. Yeah. Because like otherwise, like, why, why wouldn't he just back. kill them? Yeah. Like, you have killed them brutally in every other path. So why, if you're, like, if you're touching them like that, why wouldn't you just do it? As mm-hmm. opposed to, like, oh, I'm going to choke you. Now I'm going to throw you on the ground. Like, I feel like that was his, like, hacker way of being, like, here's your memories back. Yeah, because, like, they, they know what's happened now. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for them to loop again. Yeah, like, there's no reason for him to let them go at that point when mm-hmm. when he has them. Right. But that's the only time he physically touches them mm-hmm. that I remember anyway. He throws Akane at one point, but like she, he chucks her and she dies. Yeah. So like so, that's that doesn't really count. No. So like she wouldn't remember. If she did remember, she like died immediately. He so does she- at one point, like there's a point where you can hide as Makoto in, a, in the closet. He'll come through and bust through the, the closet and kill you. That scared the crap out of me. I was hoping that's what was going to happen. I was like, yeah, bust through. That's cool. It scared me so much. But even then, like he died immediately. Mm-hmm. So. But also like it does take them a bit because like he chokes them and then like drops them. And they don't they don't get their memories back immediately. Like it right. takes a little bit and then then they get it. So like there's probably some like weird time thing where if he does have like this thing of like touching you to gain your memories back, it's not just instantaneous. Because right. if that was the case, they would have gotten it when they died after after they did that and would just like he would have his memories at the back of everything. Right. After that one one time. So Yeah. It's just um like like I said, when he's choking them, there would be zero reason for him to let them go. Mm-hmm. Like, he obviously, throughout the game, really wanted them dead. Or was just forcing them to go down a specific path. Because if you remember, like, the concierge tell, like, gives you this whole, like, like map of, like, here's all decisions you could you could choose. Yeah. But if he's killing you in specific ways, you have to go down a specific path. 
mm-hmm. to lead you to where he wants you to be. So you think that he is just leading you to, hey, why don't I set this up so that you guys can be happy together? I think that's completely the case, yeah. It makes sense. It's a big gamble. Mm-hmm. But you're also, you're banking this on of like, hey, you're going to learn about your memories and everything. Also, you're going to be incredibly emotional at this point. Mm-hmm. So those emotions could could basically force your hand in this decision. Right. And I'm only going to give you a minute to, to think about this. So, like, there's so much pressure in that moment that there's no guarantee that you're going to make the re- the logical, reasonable decision there. Mm-hmm. And specifically, like, if you think about it, he would if he's if he's hacking into this, he knows uh, the player character, the investigator, because we don't actually get his name. We don't. Um. He he is an emotional enough person to basically want to put himself in this machine to figure out what happened. Right. So he's probably an emotionally charged person. So if I can manipulate that in a specific way, mm-hmm. I there's there's a big possibility that I can get what I want and get away with this. That's true because I mean he basically like sees her body and was like, "Nope, f this." Gets on the phone and is like, "All right, put me in." Mm-hmm. Also, it was weird. I don't know if you noticed it, but it looked like there was another person behind her on the table. It might have been Makoto. Because he was dead as well. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, Because Ozomu kills him too. I was like, who is this third guy? Because, like, the, the whole... the Who they have hooked into the machine is player character... Akane and Makoto. Yeah. Okay. I just could not figure out who it was behind her because I kept seeing that there was another person behind her, but I didn't know who it was. Well, I think it was like he's also dressed in like the hoodie and stuff, so it had probably have to be. Yeah. Because I think they also mentioned like this the simulation is built from the the memories of Makoto and Akane. So that's how like they have they know information about like the killings and everything, but mm-hmm. also how you have information about like the the corruption and all that sort of stuff. Right. And why she came to the hotel and all that. Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a good game. It's really good. It's a it's a fine short experience. Like like I said, like it's it's very much like it's a good crime drama and it has like kind of like the weird sci-fi elements of something like control mm-hmm. um, mixed in with just like the, the overall kind of like style and writing of like a Danganronpa. So like it's, it's a lot of fun. Does not overstay its welcome. Like we talked, I think you, you mentioned that when you beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it gets in and it gets out and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. That was fun. Yeah. So you're not exactly like, oh, how you want this kind of game to be. Right, exactly. Like, I would not want this to drag on for a long, long time. Like, this was the perfect link for what we got. Mm-hmm. In the age of video game length discourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oof. Uh, we are here to say that sometimes a shorter game is a good thing. Also, video games are long. Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> Except for the ones that are long and are okay. Yeah. Some games are also too short. This was not Some too games short. are fine. It's this true. was this was fine. 
Also, I'm just glad that I get to play a Kazutaka Kodaka game and be happy with it again. <laughs> yeah, same. That was good. Same. I was kind of worried at first because I'm like, eh. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, same. It, I'm, obviously, coming off of, of DRV3, like, that was not we, a game either of us liked. No, we hated it. Like, it wasn't even just like we didn't like it. Both of us hated that game. Mm -hmm. And so coming into this was like, all right, all right, you do still have it. You can still pull this off. And it's cool to see, like, what he is doing outside of just Danganronpa. Like, obviously, yeah. like, there's still kind of, like, the same kind of vibes and themes that per permeate through Danganronpa that are in this. But it's still something that's completely different. Yeah. It gives me hope of where he can go after this. Mm -hmm. And also, he made an FMV game, and I'm just very happy about that. It's so cool. It's More so, so people cool. need to make FMV games. So hopefully this is... I want to see weird Japanese FMV games. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like, those like, don't just... I hope this starts don't, a those trend. don't happen that often, yeah. That'd be cool. More companies need to make FMV games. <laughs> Uchikoshi needs to see this and be like, man, I should make an FMV game. Yeah! That'd be fun. That would be that. weird. That, uh, I feel like there's also kind of a bit of um of eye in this as well. I could see that. With a lot of like the mind stuff and all that. And the detective type mm -hmm. like work to figure like out what that, happened. That definitely had some influence in here. It felt I think like. so too. But yeah, this is a this is a fun experience. I really enjoyed this. I did too. I'm really glad that like I I came out of it feeling happy. Mm-hmm. You know, even if things weren't always very happy. <laughs> yeah. In a game where the happy ending is not the good ending. Yeah, no kidding. Which I think that's that's a fun little inversion of like the usual trope. Mm -hmm. Of like the good ending is the happy ending. Like, no, there's a happy ending to this, but it's not necessarily the the good ending. Right. No, I think the other one is like the good ending while the other one is the happy ending if if that makes yeah. sense completely agree even though like i don't know how long that world's actually gonna stay stable who knows exactly you don't because it's a mess like how how long is that world going to stay up because obviously um the player character is going to be fine yeah because they, they basically throw that out there but how long is everything else going to stay stable enough for him to to keep that mm-hmm and then what happens to him when, like, it's gone. mentally, what happens there? Yeah. It's a mess. Like, there's a lot of just interesting questions that come out of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, it's a lot to think about. It's rad. Yeah. Death Come True. It is a fun game. You can pick it up for the cheap on the Switch and your phone. You should play it. Except if you listen to this before you played it, you already know what's happening, so it may not be as effective, but you should play it anyways. FMV. Or also just listen to this after you played it. That's easy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, do that. So there you go. FMV games are back, baby! Yay! Yay! Finally. 2020 gave us so good. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Oof. What a nightmare. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Yep. 
If you would like more from us, go to seasonalimitcheckup.com or sac.cools, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Lime Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well, including a new column series on the website. Uh, I'm doing an episode-by-episode breakdown of Love, Life, Sunshine, where we're going to take a look at various moments, little bits of story, characters, characterizations, stuff that occurs outside of the show, Mm -hmm. whatever I find interesting that can relate to the the episode itself. Featuring a couple by me. Featuring a couple by you. Uh, This is basically in line with the 10th anniversary of Love Live and the 5th anniversary of Aqua, so Mm -hmm. what better way to celebrate that than to talk about one of the best shows ever? Yep, agree. So you can find those on the website. They started on Tuesday, so there'll be a couple up by the time you hear this. And those will go basically every weekday until I'm out of stuff to talk about. Uh, you can find more from Ann Ladium at AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews of her own. You can also follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup, and you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast, and bonus episodes as well. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was yawning. <laughs> uh, next week, we will be discussing, I don't know, something. I don't know yet. It's something. Uh, also, when this comes out, it'll be the 4th of July. Don't blow your hands off or any of your limbs. Be safe. Yeah. Be careful, guys. Also, maybe just don't go see fireworks. Yeah. Social don't, distance. Wear don't a mask. Be, don't be around people. Wear a mask. Don't, don't be an idiot. Don't set yourself on fire. Don't shoot fireworks at people. You know. Don't shoot guns in the air. All good pieces of information. Yeah, don't do any of that. <laughs>